What's up, guys? Welcome back to Behind the Mask with Mr. Fuentes. I'm one of the hosts, Franco. I'm here with the lovely, Mr. newly Fuentes. shaven, oh, newly <laughs> shaven, Mr. Fuentes. Yes, got got the new do. I'm gonna miss the hair, but it'll be okay. Looks good, man. Looks good. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> I wonder how it's gonna look with the mask on now. Right. Well, uh, today... I don't have it near me, or else I'd put it on to show you. <laughs> uh, uh, you actually have a show coming up, actually, in, uh, what, August? August 20th, um, Rich's Billiard. It's Robzilla's Birthday Bash Extravaganza concert. Um, and I am uh, fortunate enough to be one of the uh, acts that are playing that day. Uh, actually, along with uh, Razakel, this T-shirt right here. Uh, Insane Loke, Michael White. Um, Fucking right. Yeah, fucking right. Um, Escalade and J Buggy, and uh, I don't really remember the other ones. I think Dark Street was also going to be performing, hosted by XP. And XP, do I know XP? That's not. I think that's Extreme XP. Street Preacher, isn't it? Or is that is that a different person? He's XSP, right? I don't know. We'll figure I, it out. Yeah, I assume <laughs> it was the same person. I was just like, oh, he probably dropped the S, but I don't know. Yeah, the. Um, I don't know, the flyer just dropped, but yeah, August 20th, uh, it's a Saturday, so it, it should be um, pretty available for everyone to show up if they would like to. Uh, it's a free show also, so, um, or at least the last I heard, it was a free show. Don't yeah, it's a free show. <laughs> and uh, so basically, there's no reason for you not to show. And also, um, I'm already planning out my, my set, and I'm definitely going to make this one of probably the most extravagant sets i've ever done um probably a lot of experimental things going to be going on on stage but uh i'm pretty excited about you know all this and going all out for my brother robzilla if uh you do by chance miss it i'll probably end up recording most of it so you can catch it later on and uh here's the flyer for y'all who want to see it but uh, yeah it's a free event, August 20th, proper ID, Rich's Billiards, show starts at 9. Uh, anybody else you didn't mention on there? Oh, insane, insane the Most Wicked. It's hard to see because it like blends with the background so well. Yeah. It's a nice uh, background, though. Yeah, no, it looks nice. Now, my Dirt question is, is this his actual birthday? Mm, I'm not sure. It might be. Because I could have sworn it was like the 17th or something. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know Robzilla too well. I mean, I know him, but I don't like. You don't like him? I, I don't I don't remember his birthday. Oh. I barely remember. <laughs> I don't think I remember your birthday. Hell yeah. But um, yeah, uh, that show, August 20th, if you want to come out. Uh, this is dropping July 17th. So we'll have another couple of more episodes before then to remind y'all. Uh, today, we are still on season one of uh, Speedballing. Speedballin'. And today is probably one of the more serious tracks uh, if, on Speedballin'. If not the most serious track. <laughs> yeah, probably the most serious track. And it's one of my favorites. Uh, I've become a fan of um, these tracks that you do within your albums. This is uh, Random Thoughts. You've done Random Thoughts 2 or RT2. And um, mm -hmm. you almost did Random Thoughts 3, but turned into a different song. But uh, today, Random Thoughts. Um, 
Okay, chrono chronological order. When did you write this? And when did you release it? I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, I wrote it... I started writing it. Like, this song took me a... Almost, I think it took me like a year to finish. Um, I had written like the first two verses. And... Um, and then I kind of just didn't know how to finish it. Because um, this is a instrumental off a of big crit the vent um and that song's a pretty serious song kind of similar to like the song itself that i do but in big crit's part there's a part where like um the kind of beat kind of drops and stuff uh, actually very similar to the beginning of the track and um big crit does a little bit of singing in there and then goes back to rapping so I got stuck on the song because I was like, oh, well, I should do my own little version of like singing something there too. So I tried to do stuff and I suck at singing. Um, well, at least I've gotten a bit better since then. But at the time, I really sucked at singing hooks and everything. So um, I kind of got discouraged. I stopped. Uh, I didn't even try to keep going with the song. And, um, and then eventually, uh, whenever this album was uh, getting uh, finished, I was like, well, what songs can I put on this album? And that was one of the songs that I hadn't finished yet. So I had um, finished it up probably a few months before the album was released. Um, or at least when I was trying to put together the final track list for the album. And did you release this one as a single or was it just for the album? I think it was just for the album. Um, I'm pretty sure it was. Did you get any type of... Um feedback on it from friends family fans um, a lot of my closer friends um gave me like feedback on it mostly um i guess for my people that were listening to the music at the time um i don't think they really cared for it too much um it was kind of weird whenever i first like came out with speedballing like um I had also obviously, you know, my friends uh, supporting me with buying music and stuff like that. Uh, but it actually turned out that a lot of the people that were buying my music and buying the album were a lot of Gary's fans, a lot of Gary's friends, actually. And Gary just had tons of friends because uh, he was just a party animal back in the day. I mean, I kind of was, too, but not as much as him. And he had made a lot of friends over the years through, uh, through various things, uh, probably mostly meeting them at parties. But... Um, so a lot of those people they were into, I don't know, I would say more like hardcore-ish type of rap. Um, so basically anything that was with feeling or uh, soft, I would say, uh, never really seemed to get looked at too much. And if it did, nobody ever told me. Like It was just one of those songs that were on the album. And um, whenever you're writing it, like I said, it's a more serious track. We'll, we'll get more into it. But what... um. What emotions? What were you feeling whenever you were writing it, and whenever you were, whenever you were writing it, whenever you were in the middle of writing it, and whenever you were done? Um, I guess really to like, kind of a, because there's obviously a theme of like, obviously sadness, but like loneliness a lot throughout this entire um, song. So, you know, I think I wrote this when I was like. 21 
22, maybe. Maybe I was 20. I don't know. Between 20 and 22. Um, and, you know, it, it's really crappy. Not crappy. It's just really hard to talk about, like, whenever I was really dumb back in the day. <laughs> but uh, there's this girl I was with uh, that I knew in high school um, that we didn't really become, like, really good friends until basically the end of high school. And then as soon as high school ended, she ended up joining the military. And so basically we never got to really like have a relationship, but like for those years, for a few years after high school, we still kept in touch. We talked, uh, but we never actually like kindled a relationship that I wished or hoped we had. Um, so I remember when I started like writing this song, um, that was kind of what was going on in my life that like, you know, I had graduated school, um, you know, my best friend had moved to Austin, so I didn't get to hang out with them every day all the time like I used to. And a lot of my friends had ended up moving or obviously when you get out of high school, you have to go get a job. You have to or at least work a full time job and, you know, make ends meet and all that. So everyone started kind of jumping into their lives. And I was kind of just stuck here alone, kind of um, never really able to hang out with the people I wanted to hang out with or never really able to see the people I wanted to hang out with. So you know, if you listen to the first half of the song, that's pretty much, you know, my testimony to that, that it was just like, you know, it was really hard for me. Um, and like I try to say, like, um, life takes unexpected turns when I get the time I make the most because, you know, I still got to see my friends, but it was just like very briefly. And so, you know, I tried to take those moments and try to say that there were enough, but in the end, they were just never enough. I always wanted more. I wanted them to be around me a lot more. Um, so that's pretty much like the mind frame I was in, like during the time I was writing this song. And um, before we get into it, what's been your favorite lyric? And I know you always say you can never pick. Uh, I'm going to force you to pick today. What's your favorite lyric? Not three favorite lyrics, your one favorite line. Huh, let me stare at this bunch of lyrics in this song. A bunch. There's like no really hook or chorus. It's just all going. It's just a straight rap from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess, you know, um, I guess when you say lyric, you kind of mean bar. Yeah. Like so, um, so it's pretty much actually the first, uh, you know, four sentences, you know. Uh, good friends are hard to come by, even harder to keep them close. Like, take the unexpected turns. So, when they get the time, I make the most. And the part that I really like in there is the I squeeze the watch of every second. So, when they're gone, I'm not regretting. I just thought it was such a cool, like, visual of like, like, I whenever I put the I squeeze the watch of every second. So, when they're gone, I'm not regretting. Like, I just imagine like someone that's just trying so hard to hold on to the time that they have with people. And you're squeezing it so hard, trying to get every bit that you're getting out of it that like literally seconds are like dripping out of it because you're squeezing every single moment you can have with these people. Um, so to me, that's just like, it was like a really kind of crazy metaphor in my head um, that I really enjoyed. I mean, there's uh, a lot of good parts in here, but I that was probably the one that I liked the most was the beginning. The one I really enjoyed was um, 
Hypocrites give the best advice. They say what they want to do, but they're not strong enough to change their life. Maybe they walked a mile in the wrong shoes, and the shoes were advice that can only fit you. Yeah. Solid one. But uh, other than that, you want to get into it? Or you have anything else you want to talk about before? Um, not really. I mean, I guess we could just break little things down in between uh, as the song goes on. All right. Cool, cool. Uh, just a heads up for the listeners and viewers. I do have my my one-year-old here again. So if you hear any noise, it's her watching Coco Melon. Coco Melon. I can't hear anything. You can't hear anything? No. Uh, I don't know if we'll be able to use this one today then. Um, Is this off your phone? No, this is off of the Apple Music on my computer. Okay. And you ha- you made sure you click the uh, play sound through the media share or whatever it was? Bless you. Play sound through the media. Because there's two options on the bottom um, whenever you share a screen. Let's see. Uh it says share system audio at the very bottom. There's like a little box you have to check. Um, there's nothing on my end over here. Huh. Yeah, it's on my side. Whenever I share my screen, it says share system audio, and it looks like it has to be checked. What are you doing? Um, go watch TV over there. Go sound catch. Audio, look for the share audio checkbox. Follow the subscription video with audio. That's entire screen. Still nothing? Still nothing. You might have to share the entire... You can't share the entire screen? I can, but I don't want to. Watching porn. Oh, okay. That makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just have, like, files everywhere, but I don't know. Let's see. Let's see if that works. Dang. No, it's still not working. God damn it. Um... Do you have it on your end? Can you share it on your end? Um, I don't know. We'll see. Let's see. Uh, let me try to see if I can find it. Let's cut all this shit out. Dude. Let's edit it out. Um. Shit, so loud. Okay. Um, share screen. Share system audio. Okay. All right. Can you enable the 
Alright, I can hear it. Okay. Alright, we'll do it that way. So I guess I'll just pause and stop it as we go through. I need my lyrics over here. Oh god, I have nowhere to put all the lyrics. Actually, you know what? I'll just put the lyrics up here. Uh, on this side. And then this side. Over here. Cool. <clears throat> um, Alright. So yeah, let's get this started. Good friends are hard to come by, even harder to keep them close. Life takes unexpected turns when we get the time and make the most. I squeeze the watch of every second, so when they're gone, I'm not regretting. But the void is never filled. Maybe this is a life lesson. Maybe it was meant to be that in the end, I'd be alone and all my best friends would be faces, voices on a phone. Maybe there's this thing as destiny, and mine was to be lonely in my own cold reality. So I did want to point out that. Like, listening to this was, like, hard, like, emotionally, but also listening to this was hard, like, hearing how bad, like, I, like, slurred words together and didn't, like, say things properly. Like, how much my enunciation has gotten so much better in songs since back then. Um, like, a lot of the words were just, like, I wouldn't say they're unintelligible, but you could have, I could have said them better. Um so it, like really annoys the shit out of me when I hear this and just like like the fuck mush mouth, bro. Also, another one of the lines that I really like was uh maybe it was meant to be that in the end I'd be alone and all my best friends would be faces voices on a phone. Um I thought that was kind of just a cool another cool visual of like, you know. I mean, it's obvious what it means, but just like, I don't know, I never heard it like explained in that way. So it was just like, it was really cool. Like the rhyme scheme and everything just sounds really cool. And just like being the faces, voices on a phone. Um, I don't know. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, there's a lot of good um, lines in this song. I think that's the reason I enjoy it. It's just more. This, like I said, serious taking all that. Mm -hmm. the, the faceless voices always hits me. Um, maybe there's such a thing as destiny. Mine would be uh, was to be lonely, my own cold reality. Um, anything else you want to talk about on this one? No. All right. Sounds depressing, but that's just how I think. Melancholy. Time to make a drink. But that never helps, it only makes the matters worse But alcoholism seems to be another one of my many cursed I sit and worry about my brother and my mom Cause they suffer from the same curse And don't decipher right from wrong Drinking every day shouldn't be an endeavor to pursue But to say that's hypocritical Cause occasionally I do it too So Obviously, you know, I'm just talking about My own kind of life going on there Um you know, I battled with um, alcoholism a lot of my life. Um, actually, on the first of this month, I was six months sober. Um, Congrats. Or was, I am six months sober. <laughs> um, which is, you know, which is really, I wouldn't say it's actually been hard. It's just more of like, it's been a, like a hard, um, 
it was hard to, for me myself to just uh, stop falling into peer pressure, you know, um, kind of like I said before, you know, I used to party and things. Um, and that's how I kind of made some of my friendships with uh, people um, that we just go over and I'd go hang out and we get drunk and barbecue and all this stuff, like the normal shit that people would do. Uh, but that was almost how we built our relationship was like drinking. And it's so weird, like drinking becomes like, I don't want to say like a cult type of thing, but it becomes like competitions and all these things in between. And, you know, when you feel when you when people who aren't drinking around you, when the people are drinking around you and you're not drinking, it's like you're not playing their game that they're playing. So they feel like, you know, you're not part of their their crew. Like, what are you even doing there if you're not drinking? Um, and it's just such a weird um you know, mentality, like it almost was never the fact that, you know, at least beforehand uh, for me drinking, it was never the fact that I was just like jonesing for a, for a drink or anything. It was always because I didn't want to feel like weird or uh, make anyone else uncomfortable because I was not drinking around them. I always would just be like, oh, I'd fall into the peer pressure basically and just be like, all right, yeah, I guess I can have a few beers with you. And then a few beers come to like 12 pack by myself, blacked out, drunk, passed out. <laughs> um, so it was just really, it was just really uh, me finally telling myself like, dude, you don't like it when you drink and you're the only person that matters. So like stop doing it if you don't like it. And so I did. And it's pretty much been easy after that. I don't, it's, it's easier to say no to people. So that was definitely something um you know when this song came out um or whenever i started you know putting it around um it was really hard for me to put out this song the way it was because um i remember before i dropped the song i kind of knew that my mom and my brother would not be happy that i put their names into the song uh or not their names but their relation to me in their in this song and uh and the you know bad habits that we have as a family and i remember question not questioning because i was like well i know if i ask them they'll be um probably defensive about it so i asked one of my friends and i was like you know should i put these lyrics in my song and he was like well if you didn't then you wouldn't be telling the truth you know and isn't that like what you're supposed to be about, you know, writing your truth and all that stuff. And I'll, I'll just like, well, kind of, but I mean, it's supposed to be writing about me, not about other people in my life. You know, everyone has their demons to face, you know, it shouldn't be me to call them out on that. And, um, I think eventually I had went to my mom's house and showed her the song and, um, kind of point specifically pointed out the one line and, you could tell like she was kind of like taken back by it and then kind of was like well you know if that's how you feel that's how you feel like you know put whatever you want like i don't care um but then i felt bad about it you know this is why one of the reasons i don't like this song uh that much is that um my brother the other one that i kind of mentioned in this song i didn't even ask him for permission i was like f that dude but you know um he had come to me and he's, he told he told me that, you know, that my mom would get drunk and she would just be crying all night that I 
that I don't love her and that I think bad of her and that all these like things and that I'm a piece, basically I'm a piece of crap for putting that in a song and that I hurt my mom. So it was really, um, I had had, I don't know. I didn't know what to do at that point. Cause I already had put out the song or already was about to put out the song and, um, I don't know. It's out there in, in the world. Um, I took it pretty much off of all streaming platforms so people can't just go find it and listen to it. But if you bought an album, you'll be able to listen to the song. So that's one of the reasons you can't just go look for the song on the internet because it's not there. I took it off. Um, I think there's like one place you can find it on the internet, but you know, have fun finding it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, we can go to the next part. But hypocrites give the best advice. They say what they want to do, but they're not strong enough to change their life. Maybe they walked a mile in the wrong shoes, and the shoes were advice that could only fit you. Just because the messenger wasn't someone you expect doesn't mean that the message should be thought of any less. But it's like they say, change is scary, and fear stops us from doing what's necessary. Will you be able to make that change when the time comes? I don't know if I will. I don't know if I will. So, I mean, yeah, obviously, I wrote that line because even back then, almost 10 years ago, I had already knew that I needed to quit drinking, basically, that it wasn't helping me in my life. Um, but it's just so hard, you know, we, everyone, everyone always has the best advice about someone else's life, but never want to do it for themselves. They always like, oh, well, you should do this. You should do that. But those, usually those people are never doing those things in their own life. Um, so I basically, you know, call myself out by calling myself a hypocrite, you know, but saying trying to like point out the fact that yeah just because i'm not exactly doing what i need to be doing doesn't mean that what i'm saying isn't true or that it should you shouldn't be trying to change your life as well um it just it's just a really cruel cycle in society to be honest like you know a lot of people you know if you listen to people they give pretty good advice about things but we always take them for like the person that the advice is coming out of, you know, Oh, if this person is, you know, doing something bad, if you were literally like killing children is bad and it's for someone that killed children, you'd be like, well, damn, but you killed children. Like it's just, um, it's always like we, we really take any advice we get from people at face value of the person that's coming from it, which I'm not saying I don't do the same thing. You know, I try to I try to separate the two whenever I hear advice from people that um, could possibly help me or a truth that I'm not seeing about myself. Um, because sometimes I do get that, you know, especially I mean, I wouldn't say especially at work, but when you work with other people, you know, usually you get called out for something that you do that, you know, that quotation marks other people do. But someone's pointing out that you're the one doing it and you're like, well, 
so-and-so also does it and so-and-so also does it like why should i change when these people aren't changing but at the same time it's like yeah but just because everyone else is doing it doesn't make it right for you to do it or for you to be that person and obviously you can go into well double standards blah 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 blah. but the fact of the reality is that if you're doing something you shouldn't be doing then you probably shouldn't be doing it and you know we take it too much to heart i think and you know be a better be the bigger man do what you need to do you know even if it's from coming from someone that you don't exactly respect quotation marks um if you know it to be true then start implying it into your life and do better you know but like i said it's easier said than done <laughs> um anything you want to say about this before we go <clears throat> um not really uh yeah no not not really i'm glad that you're changing your life now that you're six months sober uh it took you 10 years to do it but i'm glad you're finally on that road to recovery is that the right word i don't know i don't know either man i, I heard that like in uh eminem's album recovery so yeah, that's probably what i'm thinking about he was sober in that album why it sucked. I'm just kidding. It was a good album. <laughs> I think about my friend in the military. She tells me things are okay and that I shouldn't worry. But people dying in the field, so I imagine the worst. But the truth is, anyone I know could end up in a hearse. Even me. Now that's a trip, right? Funeral procession, running past the light. Maybe I'll see the light and finally get to meet my maker. All my final plans will be directed by the Undertaker. That was a wrestling reference, right? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, again, I talked about you know the one of the main reasons I started writing this is because uh, there was that girl who was in the military that I was talking to. Um, but I think you know I started writing it, and like as soon as like I got through the first couple of lines, I was like, nope, not gonna, not gonna make this song about her. <laughs> So I just kind of switched it up to like, you know, well, yeah, I worry about her dying, but I mean, other people could easily as die around here, you know, that are my close friends, you know, you could die in a car wreck, you could die from whatever you can, everyone that you know could die, even me, you know, so not that you shouldn't worry about people, but it's just like, sometimes you get so fixated on, um, because someone's in war, because someone's in a bad city or neighborhood or something, you know, you worry about them more than you worry about the person next door to you or the, your friend that lives down the street because they, you, you live in the same kind of area. So you make it, you feel like it's safer or if they needed help, you could be there for them. And, you know, in reality, you can't, you know, if it's someone dies, you know, anyone, like I said, could die. And then, and then I kind of went into the idea of like, even me, like going through the whole thing and kind of my, um, I wouldn't say really my questioning, but my beliefs on whether, you know, I think there's a life after death or, um, you know, kind of like everyone says, like, maybe I'll get to meet my maker or pretty much the last time people think about me is my final plans to be directed by the undertaker. not the actual wrestler but the guy that puts the thing together um i don't know anything 
any thoughts or feelings on this? Um, I'm gonna need to take the control of this one because like this is a uh, one of my favorite tracks. This is my favorite track off the album, and I just want to hear more of uh, your thoughts, process, what I got you, you had. So, but okay. nothing really. Uh, all right. Let's keep going. I don't ponder about life after death. I just know I'm living now and I should just do my best. But if so happens when I die, me and Jesus have a date. I hope my good outweighs my bad and I make it past the pearly gates. For everlasting life, whatever the hell happens. I just picture when I die that there'd be total blackness. No pain, no pain, no rush. No no love or hate. Just turn into dust. No more wondering if my dreams will come true. No more wondering what the hell I'm gonna do. Just a plot that says rest in peace. Until then, I guess I'll have to envy the deceased. 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 That line is uh, probably the one that hits the hardest. Envy the deceased. Envy the deceased. Um, yeah, I mean. I think at that time, yeah, I guess I didn't want to admit it, but I was a little more suicidal than I thought. <laughs> um, I think I've talked about this before that, like, you know, I used to have those types of, like, thoughts and things like that. But I think um, more as the years have gone by, um, I'm not going to say that there's, like, times I'm more jokingly about it, but, like, it seems weird because I'll joke about it with myself. I'll be like driving, like, you know, I could just pull off the side of the road and just run into that pole right or that tree right there and just end it all right now, man. And then just like, no, nah, no, nah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I, think, I mean, I think like everybody has those thoughts like, oh, I could just steer off to the side and hit the ditch or whatever. At least I, I do every now and again. I don't like, oh, I'm going to do this, but. I'm like just thinking in my head, like out of nowhere, like oh yeah, just <laughs> yeah, just take that little turn, yeah. and it's just like, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I kind of get into the whole what I, what my personal idea of what death's like, um, you know, like I said, you know, I just I don't think there's a life after death. I really do just think that. Um, you die and that's it. You're done. You know, uh, life goes on, but well, your life doesn't go on. You'll be dead, but everyone else's life will go on. Um, and I, you know, I think a lot of people, and this is just my personal opinion. You know, a lot of people cling to religion because uh, you want to be hopeful for something, you know, at the end, um, which is a good, I guess if you need that kind of comfort in your life, like that's fine. You know, if you need that kind of encouragement for you to keep moving forward with your life, like that's great. Keep doing it. Um, I do sometimes think that stuff like that gives people excuses to, um, to not maybe live their full potential in their life because, um, they think there's going to be a life after death and that they're going to be able to do more things after death and so you know basically if i'm a good person now and don't uh fully you know be a don't take risks and don't do anything that's going to put me in harm's way or any of all of the above which is obviously you shouldn't do but sometimes you have to do those things 
sometimes you have to put yourself at risk. Sometimes you have to, you know, do those things to be happier with your life. And, you know, what's life if you're just miserable the whole time doing, you know, stuff that you don't enjoy doing. Um, and sometimes I think people, I mean, obviously you shouldn't be going around with murder sprees and stuff like that, but, you know, um, I think some people do really hinder their life because they think, oh, well, I'm going to have a better life after this life. And um, like I said, if that's what you need to keep living, then sure, go ahead. But, you know, you have to realize that you don't have to wait till death for heaven to come. You could be building heaven now in your own life and make your life that heaven that people talk about like whenever you do the bad shit that's in i wouldn't say in the bible i'm not really a religious person in that sense but to go like to take it into the bible sense whenever you do do bad shit you pre pretty much put yourself the things that the bible says don't do adultery and all those things in and above it creates chaos in your life which makes your life like hell so you put your side you put your life through hell when you do those things and when you try to stray away from those things, you usually live a better life when you do do those things and you can put yourself into heaven now. At least that's how I think it usually it's it interpreted. Um, but back then I did have a pretty bleak view of, uh, of life that you just pretty much died and that was it. And I'm just, I'm just chugging along to chug along until I die and there's no real reason um, not real reason to live, but that, you know, there wasn't going to be anything. So what was the point of me trying to do anything else? Um, was kind of where I think my headspace was at that time. All right. I can move on if you have nothing to say. People say forgive and forget, what well, forgiveness was given, but I guess they just forgot to forget. People start throwing fits and start bringing up the past. Yeah, I walked a crooked line, but I've straightened up my path. I'm just a normal man, so of course I have my flaws, but nobody's perfect, but that's what's unique about us all. I feel dumb, cause I wish for a golden life dipped in caramel. When there's handicapped people out there who wish they can be normal. And we cry about our petty lives when there's people out there who can't hold knives because they're in a war. They were told to fight, and when they got back, we didn't treat them right. Damn. Yeah, I'm not really sure what any of that was. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just a bunch of little lines put together. Um, you know, I, there was a there was a lot of, I guess, you know, not a lot of things I did wrong, but there was a lot of uh, me trying to fix myself and a lot of naysayers in my life at the time, um, and. It was like whenever I would do something good and try to praise myself for it, um, I would be, have basically people be like, well, like, but you did this. And it was just like, you know, the normal what people say, like, forgive and forget. Well, you know, you forgive people. You, people say they forgive you and then they forget. And then the next time you're in an argument with them, they bring up the crap that you had said that y'all are forgiving each other for. So it's just like, well, yeah, it sucks. Um, and then, you know, basically just going into the whole normal 
crap and then for some reason went into you know basically counter blessings type of thing um and then i think at the time i remember hearing like uh, that people were treating like the people coming back from like iraq and stuff uh like crap and even their own government were just like not paying them and not doing you know um what they said they were going to do um for them fighting a war that they told them to fight and it was just like it was a little bit political but it was just more you know that don't treat the people bad like it really sucks like people people some people really hate the military which is you know fine there's a lot of things to hate about the military but a lot of those people that are in the military they're just kids who got like tricked when they were young to join the military as soon as they got out of high school like you have people in high school recruiting you to go fight for the country you know fight well you say fight for the country but really that's not even what you're really doing in the military either you're not fighting for the country you're you're you know policing other countries and doing all kinds of other crap like you're literally doing almost nothing that has to do with protecting your country at this point but you know a lot of those kids got tricked you know as kids to join the military like well what do you got better going on with your life and that's pretty much where they get you what do you got better going on with your life what are you going to do i don't know well if you come here do you want to go to college yeah i want to go to college well if you join the military we'll give you some money to go to college oh yeah i would never afford that if i didn't so yeah i'll be there i'll join military um and then people come back like all messed up because of the crap they see or at least during that the iraq times um i know a few of my friends which it's so i wouldn't say it's so funny but there's just there's two different like people i met who both went to the military uh one he was in the military and i guess um i didn't really get the full story uh but basically he had um was protecting like this area in Iraq or Afghanistan. I don't know which, where he was at exactly. And um, he was basically ordered to kill a little kid that they thought was, uh, had a suicide bomb type of deal going on. And he did, and it really messed him up. And then there was another guy who I met, um, who, which one of the, what the first guy I talked about was like my best friend, like throughout most of, uh, most of my school time and the other person it's like someone i knew in school but he wasn't really like my best friend uh, but it was a little bit after high school so i met him at a party and i was like hey you know what's going on oh, i'm visiting you know i'm on leave for a little bit from the from the military or whatever and we were just talking i was like yeah um you know my friend was in the military too and it's like oh which friend and i told him which friend and he was like um oh yeah i heard about that guy because i guess he got discharged after that because he was it just kind of messed him up so he uh discharged and left and he's like yeah that guy was weak and i was like what and he was like what you mean you gotta have tough skin when you're in the army like i already went inside like five houses and killed whole families kids and everything and you know you got to do what you got to do you know i'm just like dude like do you think that's okay like what's wrong with you and he's just like well it's what i get paid to do i get paid to go in and kill people you know for the for the country and it's just like dude like you have no idea how like brainwashed you are by all this crap and how 
you know, terrible this is and that, I don't know. It's just, it's all crazy. Um, obviously, I don't talk about none of that too much in the song, but that's just, another, again, my own personal belief about another kind of sensitive subject in this country. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, military do that to you. Huh? Make you military do that to you. Make you crazy. All right. Um, all right. Let's continue. Where's my mouse? Oh, there it is. This world's so convoluted, our minds are all polluted by the media, it's stupid. They only tell us half the truth and tell us who to hate. Sandy Hook, 9-11, the truth, it all could be fake? I don't know, I'm just trying to get my own life straight. No girl, crappy job, things aren't looking too great. And my mama has teary eyes, cause her oldest son don't visit. She thinks that I hate her, cause of all the bad things that we witnessed. I told her I'd forgive her, now mama please forgive me. I'm working hard to get you a better house one day, you'll see. But what if that's not true? What if I never get the cash, then I'd feel like a worthless just another piece of trash but the only battles won were the ones that once were fought thank you all for listening these were just some random thoughts so yeah that was pretty much the song um that ending yeah i mean the ending was just another more more kind of political-ish crap you know um I don't even know, you know, it is really crazy. Like some of the like, conspiracy theories that people come up with, like not crazy because they couldn't happen, but crazy because they could, you know, cause, um, I don't know if you remember anything about like Sandy hook and it was another, it was another school shooting type of deal. Um, but a lot of the people that were involved, uh, were saying that, um, you know, I think they said it was like one or two people, um, but a lot of people involved kind of made it sound like there was like military that were like on the roof and like different types of, uh, they were wearing certain gear that normal people wouldn't have. Um, a lot of people were not a lot of people, but obviously the conspiracy theorists were saying that, uh, it was like a false, like flag type of deal where they were trying to basically, um, push their agenda because there's a lot of people in this, uh, world who would like guns to be more quotation marks regulated and it was just an agenda being pushed so that was a whole you know that's what i was hinting at on that one um i don't know if i again believe that because that's pretty much what i say you know i don't know if it's true or not um again 9 11 is a whole nother conspiracy theory that um i think at this point from what i heard has been pretty much proven to be a fact but no one cares anymore like it's so long ago and we're already in this war like um i remember one of my friends who um i remember hearing about the 9 11 theory like about a year or so after or not a year it was like years actually after it was a like when i got out of high school so i would say it was wow it was like 2001 right so it was like 2008 or 9 or 10 so I was watching all these videos about like, yeah, man, there was like basically like miniature explosions like happening from inside the building and like all kinds of crap like could have like brought down the structure. And, and I was like, wow, it's crazy, you know, and all this stuff. So I go to one of my friends who's like a hardcore like Republican conservative person. And uh, I was like, dude, you like hear like 9-11 was probably an inside job. And he's like, yeah, no, I don't believe that crap. Like what kind of people would kill their own people 
you know, in their own country for like this type of thing, you know, just to start war with another country. Like that's crazy. And then like, not even like five or six years later, he comes to me, he's like, yeah, 9-11 totally inside job. Like that was crazy. You know, like his whole view of everything like switched from like one thing to the other. He was like, yeah, man. I mean, if you don't believe 9-11 is an inside job at this point, like, like, I don't know what you're doing. Like what, or, you know, you're living under a rock basically. I was like, I tried to tell you this like years ago. Now you're coming and telling me like, I didn't know. Um, but like, obviously like to me, it's one of those things too. Like I try not to get too political or too into like conspiracy theories because you need to know, you need to back up your, um, what you have, to, what you, what you're saying, you know, a lot. And I don't have time to do that much research on shit, man. That's just too much, uh, too much research to do on certain things. And I'm just like, I'm just going to keep my opinion to myself. But personally, yeah, I do think that it was an inside job. And, you know, there's a lot of things that the government benefited from, from 9-11. Um, you know, we got the Patriot Act. So now we can basically spy on people that think, um, that we think are terrorists and we can tap their phones without having to get a warrant or we can do all these things. Basically the government got a lot of power from something like this happening. Um, and to encroach on our rights and our privacy, um, which I think ultimately every government kind of wants to do. They just, you know, it's supposed to be America, the land of the free. So to try to, we have to like, they have to put their little bit of, like stuff in there to like try to push the law more to their side but i don't know again just conspiracy theories you don't know if they're facts um but yeah then just again you know talking about you know my mom and um little things uh going on and Yeah, that's pretty much it. Just the conclusion of the song. I don't really have much to say about anything else. It was just a lot I needed to write and just get off my chest, basically. You know what my consp favorite conspiracy theory is? Hmm. Uh, Thanks Killing 2 never happened. Well, I mean, obviously it did. There's Thanks Killing 3. Did it, though? Did it. Why, why would you make it the third one without the sequel? That doesn't even make sense. The sequel is a book. That's why no one read it. Mm. But uh, how'd you feel after writing the song and after getting all your emotions out there? Did you feel better? Worse? Um, Same? Hmm. I don't know how to answer that. Um, I felt like it could have been done better. Um, it also, I mean, making this song definitely helped make other serious songs in my future. Um, because obviously, you know, when it came to, uh, putting too much of my personal life into it, uh, made other people upset in my life. So I learned a little bit about, you know, you know, just keep it about me. Don't try to hurt, you know, anyone's feelings that. I don't really know what's going on with them. Um, so I think it made like a lot of, uh, a lot of my future songs a lot better. Um, like random thoughts too. I really did enjoy that song. 
Um, not that it really specifically every random thoughts, but um, I seem to be just getting better at talking about more serious stuff, but still being able to be myself. Because like this song was really weird. This song was really weird too because of like the way I delivered it. It was such a somber tone, and I've never done a song like that. I still haven't done another song like this because it's just such a weird tone to me to be like good friends are hard to come by even harder to keep close like it's unexpected turn like it's like so low energy and not how i normally do songs um i don't know uh overall like i i, told, I was telling you before this all started like i don't really like the song too much it was just a song that uh i needed to write i guess to get off my chest and just file it away in all my song my song catalog um i think every song that i wrote back in the day that we've been reviewing and all that were just a really good foundation for everything that i've done after this um album and you could obviously see from the songs that i did in the past from speedballing and stuff that you know, there was a lot of potential that just needed to be polished up a little. Um, and now it's gotten better and hopefully it keeps getting better um, as time goes. But it, um, I don't regret any song I've ever made because it's, it's part of the growing process. I do cringe sometimes at songs that I made, but you know, it's, it's like I said, it's part of the growing process. You can't take back what you thought just like my friend who was like a country would never kill its own people. And then a few years later was like, yeah, if you didn't know what 9-11 an inside job, you're an idiot. Like, um, obviously your opinions, things change as time uh, goes by. Um, and you can't take that away when in music, you know, um, to me, I think that's why some people don't really express their true feelings about certain uh, subjects or certain things, because if you're, I, if you're, your views do change later it's you can't take it back you already said it it's there it's out in the open everyone knows you did but hopefully people understand that we're songs are like the growth of an artist so hopefully they understand it it's something you don't believe in now that it was something you believe in back then and everyone starts off believing in something and usually changing their views so I think it's always dumb when people try to like say that certain artists believe in certain things and they go back to a song that they're made like 10 years ago and then they obviously have re-released song or release songs that kind of contradict that song and they're like oh look he's a hypocrite and it's just like no he's just a human who's changed his mind about a certain subject so stop being an asshole but people are always gonna be assholes you take one thing from this episode stop being an asshole Stop being an asshole, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much um, it. This is definitely, like I said, I think one of my most serious songs and probably one of the songs that I've taken a lot of notes from to uh, for my future songs and how I, how I made them. Um, it is funny that, like, my more serious songs are either, like, somberish sad or really happy <laughs> um but yeah i mean i don't really have anything else to really say about this song we pretty much broke it down line for have line. you 
Have you done this one live? Um, um, maybe. I don't really ever know. Obviously, you don't do it anymore if you did, but I don't think I've ever seen it live. Um, that's it for the episode. The next track we are doing, we're going from a serious track to a very serious track. We'll be um, talking about Lost from your latest album, Sneak Peek. Oh, dang. I'm going to have to give you that track then. Now playing. Uh, we're doing uh, actually Hardcore. Hardcore oh. bitches. So, there's another track. There's another line in that song that I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that'll be the next episode, episode uh, five. I think this is four. And um, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you want to plug, you can, fo- you can follow me. Rastlin Tacos, W-R-A-S-S-L-I-N-T-O-K-O-S. Um, I do wrestling content. I do, like, videography. My wife does photography. And uh, we have a whole bunch of stuff on this channel now. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're not, go to YouTube. Subscribe. Emos Wall Productions. E-M-O-S-E-W-A. Uh, that's awesome. Spell backwards. And uh, subscribe. See all the fun shit we have on the channel, like the Cinema Movie Podcast live every Monday. Um, full matches for wrestling Friday the 14th podcast Friday the 14th UHD every Wednesday every, you, you every, get one or the you get one or the other and then, uh, next uh, we just made our debut me and Manuel for Manuel. Uh, I forgot the name of it the fanboy podcast um, July 10th was Blade this is on the 17th so Next week on the 24th, you can catch us reviewing X-Men. Oh. And um, if you want to plug your new podcast, because you have a third podcast as well, my guy. Man, just nothing but podcasts, man. We're just, we're going to do it, man. This is all we're going to do for our lives at some point in our life. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did want to like share this because it's kind of a win. I think um, I haven't looked at my um my Spotify artist uh, thing, which breaks down my tracks and everything like that. And um, right now, for some odd reason that I have no idea why, um, I ain't doing shit today started kind of getting randomly popular. And at this moment, we're at 11,000, well, you can't see it, 11,872 streams on Spotify. Um, That's dope. It's really, for some reason, uh, popping off. Not that it's not a good song, and I'm like super, like, for let's say some reason, but like none of my other songs are in that cat in that range of being listened to. Uh, but for, I have no idea why. I haven't really promoted it or done anything special or extra with that song. Uh, but it just seemed to start catching on with a few people, and they started adding it to their playlists, and um, it's just getting around for some reason. Um, but you know, I enjoy it. You know, thank you everyone that's supporting me and that listens to it. If you haven't heard, I ain't doing shit today. It's on my Spotify. You can check it out along with my other music. Just search uh, Mr. Fuentes, Mr. F-U-E-N-T-E-S. And um, yeah, pretty much anywhere you listen to music, you can uh, check me out. And um, I have told myself more recently that I'm going to get more uh, better at sharing content. I mean, like uh, Franco 
just said, I have three podcasts, I have my music, and I have so much things that I can be sharing on my personal page. So if you want to follow on my personal pages, so if you want to follow me uh, um, to know what I'm doing and different content that I'm uh, dropping, just uh, follow me at Mr. Fuentes361 on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, TikTok, all the above. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that's it. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys on the next one.